Hey guys, it's Tim, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Friday, and tonight was Friday Night Smackdown. That was nice Friday Night Smackdown was a good show. I thought it it um flowed very well. I thought it was a very consistent episode. We got a lot of good stuff, and they're building things up going forward to the Fastlane pay-per-view. But with that, as far as what I thought of the show, like I said, I liked Smackdown tonight. I thought it was one of the better shows of the week that we've seen so far. We got two more shows this week. We got No Mercy tomorrow, and we've got uh, Wrestle Dream on Sunday. Speaking of No Mercy and NXT, Dragon Lee main roster now? Like, he's going to be the referee tomorrow for Trick Williams and um, Dominic Mysterio. But he started a program tonight with Austin Theory, so is... Dragon Lee main roster? Because we had heard when he signed. The rumor... Excuse me. I just had some pasta, so... I have a little... Burpage. Anyways. Um, when Dragon Lee signed, the rumor was... And I think his manager even went out and said it. And was like, hey... Less than a year. One year max. He's going to be in NXT. So, coming up on that one year mark in the next two or three months. But, we'll see how it all shakes out and goes down and whatnot. But... <clears throat> Dragon Lee on the main roster. I like it. Starting him off with someone like an Austin Theory. Get him over as a big baby face. Now, no, I'll talk about that later when we get to it. Because there was something else with another... I don't think he's going to be part of LWO. I'll just say that. I think somebody else is coming in to help the LWO. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here for Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember that if you head over to YouTube, you can hit that join button to become a channel member. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Or don't buy something. Claim something free. Disney Speedstorm. Disney Speedstorm is a great new kart racing game, right? Smack dab in the Disney universe. You can play as characters like Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy. You got characters from Monsters, Inc., Aladdin, Toy Story, Mulan, uh, Lilo and Stitch, and more. The game just went free to play them yesterday. It is available on the Epic Game Store, and when you get it from the Epic Game Store, use this code. Use code PWUNLIMITED at checkout, and you'll be supporting us at no extra cost. Disney Speedstorm is great. I think it's better than both Mario Kart and Crash Team Racing, so what are you waiting for? This is not a sponsored ad, but it should be, because I'm going to shield the crap out of this game, because I love this game. And if you get on the Epic Game Store, it can help me as well. So go download um, download Disney Speedstorm. From the Epic Games Store today and use our code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D at checkout. Now, as far as SmackDown does go, we 
pull up the notes here. Um, ah, here we go. Here we go. My notes were all kinds of con congibulated and mixed up a little bit. SmackDown opened up with Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman, the bloodline, making their way to the ring. Heyman introduced himself on the mic, and the crowd was booing. So he's trying to introduce himself. He's like, my name is... And the crowd's just, boo. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. My name ain't boo. My name is Paul Heyman. And he does all that stuff. And he says something about acknowledging the tribal chief, but he doesn't have to do it into his phone this week. And I go, hold on. Is Roman about to show up? I thought Roman was coming out. And then, well, no Roman. So Heyman keeps on going. And he follows this up by stating that the second greatest of all time, John Cena, took a beating last week. First greatest of all time as well, Roman Reigns. A beating that he hadn't taken in a very long time before calling for footage of last week's assault on not just Cena, but AJ Styles as well. After the footage aired, Heyman started to hear some Cena chants. And then he's like, also, so uh, Cena's not here right now. Because Cena is having travel issues. So he's not at the building. Heyman follows up by saying that AJ Styles isn't here either because he's still in the hospital. Then Jimmy goes, and I'm like, oh, we're doing this stupid shit again? So Jimmy takes the mic from Paul Heyman, and he's like, the bloodline is in your city. And I'm like, okay, get this fucker off my screen. I'm so over Jimmy Uso. He is the lesser Uso. I don't even think it's all that great when he's speaking on the mic and all that. I think he's very bland, boring, and I don't care for him. Jay Uso, completely different. Completely different, the better twin. Jay Uso is the better twin. Hence, why he is the one earmarked for the singles run. Hence, why Jimmy is still paired with the bloodline and Solo. Because they don't see him as big of a star as Jay. Jay is the better Uso. I'm going to say that right now. Jimmy, you're good, but you ain't great. Jay, he's, he's teetering with great. Actually, no, I think he is right there at great. Jimmy starts bragging about the chaos that's been caused by them lately. Said uh, he was gonna, or as he was talking smack, Carl Anderson would run out and hit the ring. Anderson set the blood, sent the bloodline packing and stated, you know, I told AJ not to get involved in bloodline stuff. When you guys put AJ on the shelf and hurt him and sent him to the hospital, you've now made this the OC's business. And I want one of you now. Jimmy stole at responding. Solo looked at him and goes, you take care of this or I'm going to have to take care of it. And Jimmy's like, I got it, I got it, I got it. We ended up getting a very brief contest here. Jimmy Uso and Carl Anderson. Like the match, there was really nothing much to it. Come back from commercial and the match is officially underway. Anderson was hitting a lot of offense because he was flying solo. They said, AJ's gone out in the hospital. Gallows is dealing with an injury. And Meechin didn't come down with him. So, Sokoa became a little frustrated on the outside, seeing uh, Carl Anderson in control. There was an eye rake from Jimmy on the top rope as Solo tried to get involved. This then found a splash from Jimmy to Anderson for Jimmy to pick up the victory. Literally nothing happened in this match of note. Like, I don't even know why it happened. Carl Anderson looked like a goob. 
Goob. After the match, Anderson attempted to attack again, but Solo made the save and laid him out with the Samoan Spike. As the bloodline headed up the ramp, Meech and Mia Yim would come out. Jimmy, like, kind of jaw-jacked her or whatever. And then she looks at Jimmy and slapped, boom, the crap out of him, knocking him on his booty. And she goes down to the ring to check on Carl. And Jimmy gets up and he's like, ah, oh, God, dang. Ah, like she ringed his ear. Like she, he was, yeah, she slapped him good. But at the same time, Jimmy seemed a little amused as well. He like looked back down and was like, ah, oh, all right. Ah, but damn, damn. Like if Trin was there. Then this would set up, I don't know, maybe Trinity versus Mia. Mia. Like, yeah, you'll touch my man. I'll beat your ass. I don't know. Then we go to the back, and Santos Escobar is swooning. Kathy Kelly's like, oh, Catalina. And talks about the LWO and him and Ray having a match tonight. He stated while he's focused on the match, he had butterflies. He stated that it was his dream to ever have a match with Rey Mysterio, and now it's a championship match. And Ray was in for the fight of his life. He stated that even though we are brothers, we are still both fighting for the same thing, and we both want to be the champion. Back inside the ring, they were setting up for the Grayson Waller effect as we head to a commercial. We're back from the commercial, and the bloodline were heading through the hallway, and a very frustrated Jimmy was backstage. Basically like, you see what happened? You see what happened? Talking to different people. And he's like going a little crazy. And Paul Heyman's like, uh... Need to call Roman Reigns because uh, apparently we've seen Hero. And uh, wait, hold on. Nope, nope, nope. This is later. He's yelling at people. And yeah, the Hero thing was later, actually. I just double checked my notes. I wasn't sure if it was all together or not. So let's go back here. We got the Grayson Waller effect. Jimmy's in the back, all big and stupid Jimmy. We go to the ring for the Grayson Waller effect. Special guest, Bobby Lashley. Lashley stated that he made a mistake wanting to align with the Street Profits. Lashley stated that the Profits just didn't have what it took to be with him and be successful. Waller's like, I know a successful tag team for you. Uh, uh, it's the team of, well, and he like, didn't want to pitch himself. He's like, Austin Theory and <clears throat> Grayson Waller? Grayson, Grayson Waller? Lashley said that I knew all about Austin Theory. I want nothing to do with him. Waller tries to defend Theory. And then out come the Street Profits. Dawkins and Ford stepped up to Lashley, but Lashley stated that he didn't want to hear it. And the Profits needed to prove it. They want to be with him before Bobby left the ring. Basically, he was like, you want to be with me? You got to prove it. You got to prove why you deserve to be with me. So Dawkins and Ford caught up with Lashley in the back and reiterated that they need to prove it to him. And that's what they're going to be focused on. Waller then got back on the mic and said that he didn't... No, 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 no. So they didn't go to the back. They go to the top of the stage. They go back to the ring. And he's like, all right. Uh, so after all that, we need to liven up this crowd again. So let's introduce Austin Theory, the 150 million hit man. And... Corey Graves just goes on a stupid-ass rant. Michael's like, $150 million. What? What is that all about? And he's like, well, yeah, the video with him and The Rock and Pat McAfee 
It, it consumed over 150 million views on social media. So he's the 150 million hit man. And Michael Cole's like, well, that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for The Rock and Pat McAfee. And also, and he's like, no, no, no. And Corey Graves is like talking like, no, no. This got a little annoying. Like Corey, I get it. It's his job to like put over the heels and stuff. Uh-uh. This just didn't do it for me. This got annoying. So Awesome Theory came out. Crowd in Sacramento booed him. And we learned that he's taking on Cameron Grimes. We come back from a commercial break and we get a video package hyping up Dragon Lee, showing some of his highlights from NXT. And then they show that Dragon Lee is in the front row. And I'm like, oh, Dragon Lee coming to the main roster? Are we getting Dragon Lee on the SmackDown brand? I like that. I like that a lot. So they air the video, and then Austin Theory's yelling about something. Austin Theory's all mad, like, why are, you, why are you focusing on him? I'm in the ring. Why are you focusing on this guy over here? He's kind of mad that that uh, Dragon Lee is stealing his spotlight. They also talk about Dragon Lee being the referee for the North American title match tomorrow night at No Mercy. So Grimes managed to control the majority of the match, but with Waller at ringside, Theory capitalized when Waller distracted Grimes, allowing him to shove Cameron, who was flying on the outside into the post, back inside the ring, Theory sent Cameron packing and nailed the A-Town down, pinned him to pick up the victory. So after the match, Austin Theory gets out of the ring, and he walks over to Dragon Lee, and they have a little scuffle back and forth. Not really anything major, but Austin Theory's mad that he's stealing his spotlight. Dragon Lee just wants the spotlight, and there we go. Little scuffle, not much of a brawl. I wouldn't call it a full brawl. And then Theory was pulled away and taken to the back. Kayla Braxton's then in the back with Rey Mysterio. As Ray stated, that the LWO was all about family. Mysterio stated that when he's in the ring, he expected the best out of his opponent. And he would give his best to his opponent as well. Tonight, it'll be the fight of his life. We had to do a commercial break, and then all of a sudden we get a random-ass commercial. It says, in two weeks, on October 8th, doesn't give a time, but it just says on Fox, we will be getting the top 25 greatest moments in SmackDown history. So basically, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, whenever football's over, they're going to air a, a special episode of SmackDown that's a best of. Best of SmackDown in history, I guess you can call it. The 25, top 25 SmackDown moments in history. It'll air on October 8th, but they didn't give a time for it. It's basically just whenever football's over. So that's an interesting one. Not sure the reason for it, but they did this last year too. There was a special SmackDown kind of thing, I believe. No, maybe in tribute to the troops. I can't remember exactly. It was like a special SmackDown or a special WWE thing on Fox after a football week. So yeah, I don't know why they're doing it, but cool. Come back from commercial and Jimmy Uso was attacking Ashanti the Adonis with B-Fab looking on helplessly. And you guys asked, hey, Top Dollar got released, but not the rest of Hit Row. What are they going to do? Oh, they're going to get their asses beat. They're going to get messed up. And Jimmy beat the crud, the crap, the, the piss out of Ashanti at one point, basically giving him a urinagi through a table. 
and they pulled him off and everything. And I'm like, if this was Solo doing the beatdown, I would be like, oh, damn. But it's Jimmy, and I don't care for Jimmy. <clears throat> Jimmy doesn't come off as a killer to me. Jimmy doesn't come off as a monster to me like Solo does. Maybe they're trying to build him up as that now. But to me, he's just, oh, I'm Jimmy Uso. I'm with Roman Reigns and Solo, and they're killers, and they're respected guys that can beat people up. And so I'm going to attach my name to them and try to be hard, and I'm not, really. Like, it, Jimmy just doesn't come off well here to me. I know what they're trying to do, but he almost seems like I'm going to attach myself to the family and just see what happens. I'm going to try and be cool and hard and, and badass, but I don't know if I really am. And that's what, that's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not feeling it with Jimmy Uso right now. Again, the lesser Uso. There's a reason he wasn't picked for the singles run. Then we have Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar with the United States Championship on the line. And man, did they let Santos beat the crap out of Rey for a lot of this match. The match began with both men feeling each other out, attempting to gain the technical advantage. Zelina Vega watched on from ringside. Mysterio sent to the outside at one point following a diving crossbody by Escobar as we head to a commercial break. We come back from the break. And Escobar has Mysterio trapped in an abdominal stretch right in the middle of the ring. Mysterio then escaped as Ray was bouncing off the ropes. Escobar nailed a huge dropkick, sending the champion down. Mysterio then mounted a comeback. And after Escobar was sent to the outside, Mysterio hit the second rope and nailed Escobar with a crossbody of his own to the outside. After, uh, after the match was back in the ring... Mysterio nailed an awkward-looking crossbody, and Jimmy Uso was shown attacking more people backstage. I'm like, what the, what? I don't care. Give me, give me Ray and Santos. This match is great. Like, these two are working phenomenal together. Why you gotta show me Jimmy Uso bullshit? I don't want to see any of this bull. No. Mysterio goes and attempts a 619, but Escobar dodged it. And Reigns, Ray, Ray soon found himself on the outside again. Santos nailed him with a dive through the ropes, knocking Mysterio down hard. Escobar then followed this up with a moonsault off the barricade before sending the match back to the inside of the ring. Escobar was feeling out the moment. It was going his way, and he battled Mysterio on, to on the top rope, and after gaining an upper hand, he sent Mysterio crashing to the mat with the Hurricane Rana, but would only follow this up with a two-count as we head to another commercial break. Come back from the break, and Escobar is still in control on the attack of Ray as he was holding his own, but couldn't really get much damage on Escobar. Escobar at one point locked Ray in a gory special. Escobar attempted to follow this up with a diving crossbody from the top, but he missed, and then Ray missed a flying crossbody of his own. Escobar nailed a huge tilt to world backbreaker, followed by a modified torture rack, but again, couldn't get the two, or couldn't get the three, only got a two. Escobar then attempted to powerbomb, but Mysterio countered it and managed to get a close two of his own. Mysterio attempted the top rope Hurricane Rana, but Escobar blocked it. He attempted to nail the Phantom Driver, but Mysterio blocked it and finally nailed the top rope Hurricane Rana. Mysterio attempted a 619, but Escobar caught him. Mysterio escaped and sent Escobar back into the ropes and successfully managed to hit the 619. As he headed to the top rope, he dropped a dime, but missed. Escobar attempted to pin Mysterio, but got a little cocky on the cover. And it paid the price, as Mysterio almost gained the victory with the backslide. The frustrated Escobar 
picked Mysterio up and attempted to again and nail Ray with the Phantom Driver, but he was too quick. And Ray rolled them up for a quick small package. One, two, three. Ray retains the United States Championship. My one quarrel about WWE right now: too many just flash finishes, too many roll-ups and and schoolboys and and small packages. Not enough decisive victories. So after the match, a frustrated Santos Escobar and a concerned Zelina Vega were collecting their thoughts as Mysterio celebrated his victory with the championship. Before Mysterio and Escobar could pay respects and handshake each other, give each other a handshake, they were attacked by the Street Profits. The Street Profits laid out both Ray and Santos. Bobby Lashley's music hit as he was heading down to the ring. The other members of the LWO attempted to make the save on Mysterio and Escobar, but were laid out as well. Lashley smiled and celebrated the work of the Street Profits and head to a commercial break. So, I loved the match. I thought Ray and Santos was really good. They gave Santos Escobar a lot. He got to look very strong. And then we're doing the thing. Okay, well, they beat the Street Profits. Now Street Profits want their revenge. They want to prove to Bobby it was a fluke. We go backstage. And Kayla Braxton's with the LWO. Mysterio told Braxton that he was challenging Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits to a six-man tag team match at Fastlane. Now, here's where we get a little predictable. Well, not predictable. Make predictions. We don't know who that third partner is going to be. Is it going to be Raul Mendoza? Is it going to be Joaquin Wilde? I don't think so. It's not going to be one of them. I think they're going to bring in another brother. I think they're going to bring in another member of the LWO who we saw earlier this year. Carlito. Caribbean. Cool. I think they bring in Carlito. Carlito is primed and ready. He reportedly is signed with the WWE and they're waiting for the right time to bring him in. So why not? Why not do Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits against Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and Carlito? That's just my prediction. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's me predicting. Michael Cole referenced that this week we saw a big, huge signing to WWE, and that is Jade Cargill. Talked about what her potential could look like in the WWE. Alfonso, I did see that. So, so cool. If you guys haven't seen, WWE created this, like, cold open for tomorrow's NXT show, No Mercy. And basically the whole thing is, like, paying homage to the old No Mercy N64 game. It's, oh my god, fantastic. They've got character models of all the wrestlers that are running the show, working the show tomorrow. And they got character select screens, and they got even other people that aren't on the show, like Finn Balor. And uh, This is so awesome. This is... Whoever's idea this was, give that person a raise. A promotion. Do it. Do it. Do it. Also, Trap says, Carlito, knew it. I'm not, I'm not reporting that. I'm predicting. Reckless speculation, as some say. No inside knowledge on if it is Carlito, but that's what I would do. I'd go Carlito Caribbean cool. So as we move forward, Charlotte Flair makes her way out to the ring for her upcoming match with Bailey. After the break, uh, oh, before the break took place, John Cena was shown finally arriving at the building in a sports car. Cena got out of the car with his fast lane contract in hand, heading towards the backstage area. We go to break. We come back from break, and a video plays. 
and it aired the... I'm not a big fan of this stuff. Elton Prince has a shoulder injury, but he's feigning like he's like almost dead. Like he almost died. He's got to relearn to walk. I, I don't like any of this. This is meh. They say he's fully recovered, though. Backstage, Butch and Rich Holland of the Brawling Brutes shared their thoughts on all this, and they didn't like it as well. So then we get Charlotte Flair versus Bailey. Before the match begins, Flair grabs a microphone and asks Bailey, what happened to her? You used to be a horsewoman. Now, you're okay with just sitting on the sidelines watching EO holding her belt. You, you're nothing more than a stepping stone. Flair then stated that after she beats Bailey, she's going to challenge EO for the belt at Fastlane. The bell rings and both women look to gain the upper hand, but after Flair was sent to the outside, Bailey flew off the ring apron with an elbow drop, sending Flair down hard as she headed to, as we went to a quick commercial break. Come back from the break, and Flair was on the top rope and managed to land a massive crossbody on Bailey to gain control of the match. Flair followed this up with a follow-up slam, but as she was looking to weaken the leg of Bailey to set up the figure eight, Bailey started to make a comeback. It wouldn't last long. Bailey was fired up but wasn't as focused as she could have been. Flair managed to nail a spear out of nowhere and score a victory. So, not much to the match at all, but Charlotte does pick up the win, and then she immediately wants to challenge EO for the belt, but out comes Asuka. Well, actually, no, no, no. Before Asuka, Bailey's like, hey, you can't just challenge for the belt. She says, as damage control, um, she says, I'm going to end you. We're going to end you, and they surround the ring. Looks like Damage Control is going to attack Charlotte, and then, well, out comes Asuka. Asuka grabs the mic and cuts a promo in Japanese as Damage Control is running away. She's yelling in Japan, Japanese, and Bailey just goes, Oh, yeah, really? That's what you want? Okay, then you can have a triple threat. You, Charlotte, and EO for the woman's title at Fastlane. You got it. And EO's just like, Huh? Because, like, Bailey's talking, and EO's kind of just looking around. And then Bailey's like, You want a triple threat? You got it. And EO just goes, Huh? I thought that was funny. So it looks like it's going to be a triple threat at the Fastlane pay-per-view for the WWE Women's Championship. Bailey, EO Sky, not Bailey, EO Sky, Charlotte, and Asuka. Backstage, John Cena was walking to the ring with his Fastlane contract in hand. We're then told that next week on SmackDown, Judgment Day will be in, in the building. Only Finn Balor and Damian Priest, the tag champs. And we will be getting Dragon Lee versus Austin Theory, which should be interesting. John Cena makes his way out to the ring for the main event segment of the show. Cena made his way out there with his Fastlane contract in hand. Cena stated that he didn't have a partner to face Jimmy and Solo and that he would try to get a partner, but if he doesn't get one by Fastlane, he don't care. He wants to fight the bloodline. Cena followed this up by stating that he wouldn't take them on by himself if he didn't have to. And out comes Jimmy Uso. Oh, actually, all the bloodline. So Jimmy and Solo come down. And Jimmy stated that Cena wasn't going to make it to Fastlane before they attacked Cena. Cena attempted to fight them off, but the numbers game was just too much. And Cena found himself down and out. Jimmy attempted to set up Cena on the announce table to land a splash, and all of a sudden we hear, and the crowd goes wild as LA Knight 
makes his way out to the ring. LA Knight comes down, jumps into the ring, nails Solo Sokoa with a blunt, a blunt force trauma, and then nails a power slam on Jimmy Uso that almost lands Jimmy on the top of his head. He then hits the yeah elbow in the middle of the ring. Cena re-enters the ring. Knight takes the contract, signs the contract, hands it back to Cena, and Cena embraces LA Knight as his partner for Fastlane. So there we go. It will be John Cena and LA Knight against the Bloodline at Fastlane. Fastlane comes to us one week from tomorrow. So yeah, that was SmackDown. Pretty good show. I liked it. I thought it was a good, productive all-around great show. Probably the better wrestling show of the week thus far. Now, with that, you know what I thought of the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Friday Night Smackdown. First tonight's Smackdown. And the polls do go. We're refreshing those really fast. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 79% liked the show. 16% thought it was just all right. And 4% didn't like it. Looking at the YouTube community poll, 77% liked the show, 18% thought it was just all right, and 5% didn't like it. This says 10 out of 10, and this person says 6 out of 10. Finally, we don't have a Twitter poll or Twitch poll, but we do have a YouTube live poll. 75% liked it, 23% thought it was just all right, and 2% didn't like it. With that, guys, that is going to wrap everything up here. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Programming note. I will not be live tomorrow night talking about NXT No Mercy because I'll be at No Mercy. It's two hours away, so that's going to be a whole thing. Sunday morning. I will be doing a review of No Mercy. Then Sunday evening, I will be doing a review of AEW Wrestle Dream. So we do have two reviews coming to you on Sunday. One on NXT No Mercy. I will give you my perspective of being there live and then watching it on television. So how it was both ways. And then we'll do the whole Wrestle Dream pay-per-view review as well that evening. With that, guys, have a great rest of your night. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.